Welcome to Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host Shane. Today our guest is Leslie Means. She is an amazing person. Shares her journey of where she was to where she is now. Gives some fantastic insight and the last part of it is such great knowledge and wisdom and please listen to this episode. It's such an uplifting message. Shane and I always talk about you know, just how cool it is to talk to these individuals and, and get to meet them and pick their brain a little bit. And we only share, you know, a short time with them, but we really love every single one of our guests we've had on our show. They each have a, have a great message to share. We really hope that you listen to this. And if it rings true with you, we hope that you share it with somebody else that could use a message of hope, light, love, family, something like that, that will really lift them from the place that they're in we we know you we see you we love you guys we send out our well wishes to all of our sprinkles with hope family and we we just love you guys so much and here we go leslie means welcome to the sprinkled with hope podcast to your Sprinkle with Hope podcast and your host, Shane. Today, our guest is an author, blogger, and former news anchor, Leslie Means. She's also the founder of a popular online community and motherhood website called Her View from Home, which I hear has about two and a half million monthly readers. That is amazing. It's nuts, right? Really crazy. Awesome. So she's also releasing a book. I believe it's coming out in April of 2023. Mm-hmm. And it's titled, So God Made Me a, Made a Mother, Tender, Proud, Strong, Faithful, Known, Beautiful, Worthy, and Unforgettable, Just Like You. Mm-hmm. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited. Thank you. for discussion. Thank you so much. I, I It's an honor to be here. Cool. So we, I want to know the transition from being a news anchor to now starting this website that really helps women specifically called your view from home. So walk us through that transition and why did you do this? Yeah, this is, um, I don't, I, I, I talk a lot and this is a long story, so I'm going to try to make it short. You go ish. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Cut me off anytime you need to. We got to go all the way back, all the way back. Um, I am a farm girl. I grew up in a house okay. um, that my great grandpa and my grandpa and my dad grew up in. So we all grew up there. And now my sister and her family lives there. And my parents built a house down the pasture, right? So we've been in uh, Nebraska for many, many years. Um, but even as a kid on this small farm, you know, I had like 27, 30 something kids in my class, right? In a small, right. whatever. <laughs> I never felt small. I felt like I knew the world was big. And I don't know, maybe that was because mom and dad, but like, we didn't have any money. We didn't have cable. I watched Tom Broca at night for news. (laughs) I talked to my cats in the barn for stories. I, but I just knew even then it probably, you know, probably like age six, I remember thinking, this is so cool. Everybody has so many stories to tell. And you know, I can look back now, I'm 40 now. I'm like, I think even then I knew that I would do something with this somehow. Um, and so I went to college for um, journalism, broadcast journalism was my degree. And I met my husband there. And right after college, we 
and moved to Houston, Texas. And he worked for his like dream job for in the NBA. Like oh. best, oh. best get, right. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. This, this is the part though, guys. Listen to what I did. So I'm in, we're in Houston, and I always thought I would be like big city. Like I thought I'd go to New York. Like I was like, keep going, keep going. I was in Houston. And the only job you can get, you know, I'm 22, 23. The only job you get in TV in those markets when you're that young is small. So I had to go to Beaumont, Texas every day, an hour and a half drive, best people. I mean, the kindest people, but an hour and a half drive each way from Houston. It was hard. It was a lot. And my husband, bless him, realized that it was a lot for me and was like, we need to go back home to a smaller TV market. Don't we Les? I was like, yeah. And so he, he, he left, he left his dream gig in the NBA doing marketing for the Rockets to come back to where I'm at now in Kearney, Nebraska. And there were no jobs available. So he was roguing cornfields. So he was wow. like, I'm like, wow. that's love guys. That's yes, love. That is love, pure love. <laughs> so he came back here and that's when I started um, TV here locally. And okay. once again, I was like, I'm only going to do this for a couple of years and then we're going to keep going, going. Well, we started a local talk show um, that really like highlighted the best of Nebraska people in places. And it was great. And on paper, like it was fabulous. And the hours were, were good for TV. Um, I used to go in at like one in the morning and this was like six in the morning. So it was way better. And it had to interview like 10 people a day and it was so fun, but I felt like something was missing. And I always, I call them kind of God whispers. I don't know. Some people will think, you know, it's like when you get goosebumps or something, like you just know it's like a gut feeling that you're, you're missing something. And I got a call at work at the TV station from a woman that I kind of knew through town, you know, everybody would come on the show. And she said, Leslie, um, call me back. When you get this, I have something I want to ask you. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if she had a job for me? Like completely (laughs) random was like, what? And she did. I called her and she was like, hey, we have this, we have this job opportunity at the Chamber of Commerce. Do you want to take it? And this is me. Like my girls are, I had, I have three kids now, but my girls then were four and two. And I just thought, no, they weren't four and two. They were like two and six months. And I thought this. Let's do it. Let's try something else because I don't know. I'm like, you know, so this broadcast journalism girl went into the business world and I cried the first day because <laughs> I didn't even know how to do a Google spreadsheet. You guys, I had no idea what I called my husband. I'm like, what? he had a better job by then, by the way. And I'm like, what am I doing? So he's walking me through how to do a Google spreadsheet, but it's so cool how it was such a moment for me because when I was in the, in the chamber world world for about a year and I loved the business side of things, but I missed the creative TV Mm. part. And that is when I started Herbie from home. So I was still working at the chamber and that's when we started the online community and actually through the business world, um, I found out about a grant competition and we won $10,000 through a contest. So it's just kind of all got started then. So that's my long version of how I, I changed from 
TV <laughs> to do to do the website. But I feel like it's important to understand how this journalism girl could get any kind of business because we didn't learn that in school. <laughs> I I love it, and I don't think it was that long. Like the, yeah, uh, you know, it was great. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you know, I will wel- welcome you or give my condolences to joining the forty club. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> what happens? Like this year, I was just telling a good friend of mine who's about a year younger, and she's like, "Is it starting? Like, do you just hurt?" I'm like, "It does. It's like it's like a it's like a know, flip of the a, switch. It is. Like all of a sudden, I'm like, why does this hurt right now? Oh, forty. I blame it on forty. <laughs> I do too. So <laughs> welcome to this club. Yes. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive club. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about, you know, this, this idea of, you know, helping women and lifting them up and, you know, helping them to understand their role as a mother and kind of how that, you know, how that's working and, and kind of how you see, um, how you see women changing that idea or that philosophy on you know motherhood yeah so it's it's funny because obviously I didn't know this until I became a mother but the stories change and grow and evolve as you change and grow and evolve and so when I started Herbie from home I really just knew that people had stories to tell and I wanted to help them do that and you know it took gosh it took four years before the website was making any, like it it made enough money to pay our web guys and pay our writers. And that was, that was about it. And in 2016 is when it really changed. Um, My husband, again, he's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, Les, he's like, you need to go all in on her view. Cause I was still working at the chamber and I was doing some marketing things on the side. Cause that was a a deal. I knew I had to bring in enough money to help you know, kids have to eat apparently. Right. So I had to, you know, I had to bring in enough money to pay the bills. And, and I remember we went out to eat and we were, I had a glass of wine and I'm like, he's like, you need to just, you need to go all in. I'm like, I do. And he's like, yeah, you need to. And the, and we knew that if, if it didn't work, I'd go get a job somewhere. I could, I could find a job. Right. Right. Um, and so we did, we went, I went all in and I was just doing her view and the website was about broke. And, <laughs> Um, it was June of 2016 and my husband and I found out we were expecting our third baby. And so any person at this moment, a normal, <laughs> normal <laughs> person would probably say less, like maybe it's time to give up this, you know, whatever dream that you want to do, <laughs> go get a job that's reasonable, whatever. But I didn't, I just had so much uh, peace that it was going to be okay. I was like, no, I, I really, I think this is important. I think it could be big. I'm going to keep going. And we refinanced our house um, that July, which gave us about a month not to pay a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that works, right? That's like it like <laughs> floats know, over so for weird. one, but it's great. Right. It's great. So you have a whole month. And then not long after that, I received an email from a woman who said, um, you know, Leslie, I've been praying about it. And I think that your website is where I need to share this story. Her friend had died by suicide. Um mm four months after her child was born. And she just really wanted to tell women um, the signs and symptoms, what to look for, you know, just to connect to other women. I thought, gosh, yeah, we would be absolutely honored to share that story. And the website just took off. 
from there. Mm. It was never the same. And I just, in that moment, truly, I remember that fall. I was like, this is, it was a God moment for me again. I thought, okay, like I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep sharing these, providing a place for women to share their stories because we just have no idea who is on the receiving end of these words and how they are helping strangers truly across the globe. I thought this is just, I got to keep, I got to keep this going. And it was from that, from that fall is when it was, I think September is when we posted it. It was just never the same. Yeah. That's so so awesome. For those of you who don't know, the way I understand it is you're the, you host or your website is a host to writers that can write stories and, uh, really, it's faith-based. You've talked a, a little bit. You've hinted about some faith and and your gut feeling. I believe all the things that you're saying. But so I'm curious what what drives you to share your faith? And you know, you gave up your dream of being what you wanted to do to do this, but you keep saying, "Well, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed yeah. to be doing." I'm just curious what why I, I like to know the why. Why why does Leslie keep doing this? That's a great question. (laughs) Why? (laughs) You know, I don't think it was ever TV. I think it was, um, I I think it was always this mission that it's bigger than us, that stories Mm -hmm. are bigger than us, that they're more important. And journalism is my background. So obviously that's something that's always been passionate for me. And, and you're right. The women talk about motherhood and marriage and faith and grief and relationships. But what I love about her view is it is not a preaching or teaching site. It is truly a place just to tell stories. And if if faith is a part of that, great. If really? not, great. Like we, you know, and maybe that's the journalist, the journalist in me who just wants to be in that middle ground mm-hmm. to talk to people and to listen to stories and to provide a place for that. And um, you know, when I talk about God whispers, sometimes I think that's part of the purpose because I feel like really the last handful of years, right. It's gotten even more difficult for people to want to listen to others. And that's what we keep trying to do on her view. That's what the book does. It really is just a place where we can come together as a community and share stories, even if we're different, because we're all so different, but really, right. are we like, yeah, right. are we in the big picture? No, we're, we're very similar, you know? So that's, that's, I think what keeps driving me and that just storytelling piece that everyone has, I don't, I don't care who you are. Everyone has an important story to share. I a hundred percent agree with, with that. I think that everybody does have a short story to share. And I think that we need to listen, right? I I just spent a week at a conference in Dallas learning about listening and really, really, really listening to what other people have to say. Um, And sometimes we put our own spin on it, right? And, And we're not really listening to what they're saying. So they actually gave like this really cool exercise about you know, every time somebody ends a sentence, you ask the question with like the last letter that they ended with. That way you're actually focusing on what it is that they're saying instead of, you know, you're trying to respond, respond, you know, you're just waiting until they get to the end. And then what's that last letter? And then you start with that to, to ask the question. It was a really interesting exercise. 
you know, you talked about trusting your gut and, and I want to talk about that a little bit. Cause I think that's a really cool, uh, awesome concept that I think sometimes we, we miss the mark a little bit and we're like, Oh, that's just a feeling I'm having, you know, that's, you know, let's just disregard that. So can you kind of talk to me about trusting your gut and what that kind of means to you? I, I feel like any of these podcasts now are like therapy for me because this is so good. I'm figuring I'm figuring it out as we go along. First up, I wanted to say I knew you guys get it with the questions because at the beginning of this, they said, hey, just, you know, we just, we talk. And I love that. It doesn't have to go off of a scripted thing, right? You just right. talk and listen. We have, we have lost that, I think. Um, okay, gut. So I've taken a lot of risks in my life. But it's because I knew that I always had support. So even if we didn't have a lot of money as a kid, I had two loving parents and I have three mm -hmm. older sisters and I have a great husband, right? And good friends. So I will always preface that by saying, I realize how lucky I am for that. Right. Um, because if people don't have that support system, it's a heck of a lot scarier to take yeah. risks, you know? Right. And so anybody, when, when there's writers in our community and they're like, how do you do that? You know, I feel like I want to write a book or I feel like I want to start this podcast. I, I say, find at least one person whom you can trust, who will be honest with you and who can be a support system. And then I think once you have that, it's easier to go with those gut instincts and take those risks. And you also have to know that as terrifying as it is, because it is, that it's okay if you have that support system, if you have that baseline, it's okay if you fail. Who cares if you right. fail? You know, like, so what if it all fails, if it all fails tomorrow, so I'll go get a job. You know, I don't know. I might go work at the grocery store and serve cheese. That kind of sounds fun sometimes, you know, it's not like stressful. So I think there's, I think there's that. And I always have to, I always tell people that find that support system. And then it's easier to trust those, those gut instincts. Leslie, I, I'm loving what you're saying. So the next part of the therapy session for today, no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So, um, writing a book is sometimes difficult for people and that really puts you out there, right? Because a lot of us are not writers. Um, but so what inspired you to write this book? Thank you. It's the most vulnerable thing I've ever <laughs> done ever. Um, so it was 2020. We all know 2020, April mm -hmm. of 2020. I'm in the bathtub <laughs> where all the best ideas come apparently. And I thought, <laughs> I thought this, so God made a mother would be such a good title. We have articles on her view that are, so God gave me sons. So God made a grandma. It's just very relatable um, stories from women and they always go crazy. I mean, so many views. And I thought that's the title of the book. So God made a mother. Um, and we'd waited a long time. I mean, her view will be 11 in April. So we waited a long time before we wrote a book until I really had those same whispers and, and had those same goosebumps of this is it. So I told the team, the team loved it. And then uh, we reached out and we found an agent right away and we had book offers right away. And I will tell you that is not no like, that's not normal what I'm <laughs> what right. I'm told. Yeah. So it seems like the process was easy for us, but really it wasn't. Cause I mean, I've been doing this for almost 11 years again, but the book, the writing a book for me, I feel like, um, 
I didn't have to write the whole thing. So it was a lot easier than I'm, I'm sure authors who write all their own books. Um, but it's, it's stories from nearly, um, a hundred Herbie from home writers. Mm. And I lead the reader through each chapter and it's broken up into different sections, um, on like, so God made a mother brave. And so God made a mother beautiful and it is relatable to every woman. So even if you are every mother, we, we joke and we say, if you are a mother or you have a mother, you're going to relate to this because it truly is. It's, it's right. like, even if you're a new mom and you don't have teens or you've never lost a child or you don't have your mom anymore, you're still going to feel those stories throughout because it's, it's written by women of every age and every stage. And it's really heartfelt and beautiful and raw, but it's also hard. Like there are some really hard stories in here of some people don't get along with their mother or some people lost their mom or lost a child. And they, these writers are so vulnerable and real and brave truly to share these stories with, I mean, it's endless, right? The amount of people who right. could read this, but it's just, uh, gosh, it's, it's so good. And I, I think you guys would love it. I mean, I do. <laughs> I bet we will. <laughs> Again, this comes out in April of 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, look, look forward to seeing that, uh, Jason and I will, you I believe you can pre-order it now, right? You can. So pre-orders are really big, like, like important. I'm told, I'm told, I don't know. And so, so pre-order so, it. Pre-order, it's everywhere. If you just search, um, So God Made a Mother, Leslie Means, it's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, all those all those good places, yeah. Awesome, very cool. So I see behind you, you know, you got pictures, it looks like family and stuff like that. And family is really important to me and it sounds like it's pretty important to you. Can you kind of open yourself up and be vulnerable just a little bit and talk about, you know, just how important really your family is. Um, and, and, you know, what does that mean to Leslie? Oh uh, yeah. I'm not going to cry to you guys. Cause I, you know, I'm on a local show this morning, bawling, bawling. <laughs> um, family is everything to me. It, it really is. I think, um, I, I really thought I was going to be this big city girl, but I'm in Nebraska because all my family is here, but I love it because I feel like it's the best of both worlds to have this online community and still get to live where my family is, where my roots are. Like, how lucky is that? I, so I, I, I feel like I can meet everybody from all over the United States and beyond, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people <laughs> <laughs> and, and still be here. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without my family, without my parents, without my husband, my, I mean, who left his dream gig, right. To come back here for me. I feel like all those things I'm so lucky, blessed, whatever you want to say for that, that because I, I couldn't, I could not have done what I'm doing today without all of their support. And it goes beyond just blood family, right? It's friends, right. it's teachers, it's mentors, it's people who I've met along the way who, who've really helped me. And I like, I don't know, I don't know why I get to be lucky, but I'm like, I, that is something then that I can't take lightly and I need to keep pushing forward for it. I really think that what you just said, that's what this whole life is about, that we are there to help 
uplift, inspire, encourage everybody that we come across to become a better person. And I, I know Leslie, you're doing that. So if you thought that last question was tough, we're at the point where we call the double down dose. So we have two (laughs) thought provoking questions. They seem so simple on the surface, but every one of our guests pauses and goes, wow, I've never been asked. Struggles. (laughs) Yes. The first question of the double down dose is how would Leslie define hope? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, my hope is found in my faith, I would say. Um, gosh, you guys, that's a really hard question. I, but I, I see everything that I do in my life. I, and, and God and I have really a unique relationship because I feel like I just talk to him like we're friends and I yell at him a lot. And like, I just like, what am I doing? But I feel like there's always something bigger and better coming. And I think that's because of my faith. So my faith is rooted in hope and hope and faith. If that, if that is a decent answer to that, I think that's the first thing I think of. That's awesome. That's exactly what we're looking for is that, that kind of, uh, you know, answer to the question. It seems somewhat difficult <laughs> to answer sometimes. And so if you thought that question was difficult, <laughs> you guys um, wait for this one. <laughs> so here's the follow-up to that. Um, and it's a question Shane and I really like to ask, and it's, what is your definition of love? Oh, well, right away. I think of my husband, um, <laughs> selfless, um, kind, humble, putting yourself, uh, putting, putting others before yourself. That's, that would be, that would be love to me. Am I answering those right? I don't know. I just, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We love love asking those two questions because if we scripted, it would be exactly how you did it. Every one of our guests pauses for a second. You can see them actually thinking like, I've never thought about hope or I've never thought about love, even though we talk about it all the time, all the time, but it's on every sign everywhere, right? It is. Yeah. It's filling your house. It's yeah. Yes. We're never asked, how would we define love? And we, we just love asking those questions because it really provokes thinking and really on a deeper level, because it seems Mm -hmm. so simple, but it's really not. So love, love, all the things that you've shared with us today, Leslie, so excited that you were able to join us today. Um, for those of you who don't follow her, look her up, her view from home, uh, follow her on social media, all over pre-order that book. Yes. <laughs> Leslie, thank you so much. This was thank such a great discussion. This was great. Thank you so much. It, it was great. And I, I, every once in a while, I like I like to ask, you know, our, our guests, what is maybe some parting words that you'd like to leave with, with whoever's listening? What is something that you, we haven't talked about today, but you just feel really inclined to share with them as a parting word? I love this question. So a news anchor at my first job in Beaumont, Texas, I was so nervous. I was so nervous right before I went on. It was a story about a dog, I think. And right before the camera came on, she said, Leslie, she took me into a room. She said, Leslie, whenever you are doubting yourself, I want you to, to say over and over, I am awesome. I am awesome. And I do that all the time and not in a 
you know, oh, I'm so much better than it. It's just a confidence booster. And I tell my kids that, and I would tell your listeners that too, whenever you're doubting yourself, remember you are loved, you are awesome. And uh, don't forget that. I love the I am Shane and I talk about that all the time. What is it? What is it that you're telling yourself, right? Like I am huge. Awesome. Huge. It is huge. And hopefully we're not putting the doubtful words in ourself. We're putting those words like awesome, strong, humble, you know, all those words that we love and enjoy. And so Leslie, this is awesome. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) hundred percent. You're, you're awesome. Leslie, thank you for coming on and, and joining us and sharing your light and love with the world. Thanks guys. 